a liar though! Whoa, <laughs> looks like you're going to spoiler territory there, friend. This podcast spoils all parts, one through eight, so go ahead at your own risk. And remember, have no dignity going forward. Thank you. A message from your friends at No Dignity. Huh? But you're supposed to be Jolene! Oh, little boy, I'm Irene. I'm on my way to see my father, Yortaro. You want to come with us? Wait, does that mean Mr. Jotaro isn't himself either? Yeah, we can see my, my great-grandfather. Look, here he is. Hello, I'm Yosef Yostar, a former RAF pilot who's never crashed a plane. Hey, I'm Yosuke Yosugashkata. I don't like styling my hair. And I, Iorno Yovana, have a dream of making a pizza pie. This universe has weird, like, almost racist stereotypes. No dignity. I never thought a universe could have no dignity. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to No Dignity, uh, the um, uh, Joe Show with the most um, uh, JoJo pun. Uh, I am your host, Alejandro Vargas. And I'm the other host, Chris Ng. Yes, uh, and today we are making uh, an episode on request from a, uh, a man who, well, not even, I'm not even sure, man, uh, someone who contacted me. I shall refer to them as Icy. Um, who had recently uh, gone under the knife uh, for a um, uh, injury they had, and they wished for us to talk about uh, Part Six's ending, um, how part, uh, how that could be uh, played out in the anime, and uh, the implications that it kind of had for the entire series. So you know, quick light topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, everyone's got Part Six on the brain. We're all waiting for the announcement, the inevitable announcement. Um, I don't care what people are saying. Oh, the technical limitations. Oh, blah, 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 blah. No, I just, you know, thinking about how, how the Japanese roll, they, I think they like to uh, under promise, over deliver. Um, you know, unlike a certain recently uh, maligned cyberpunk game studio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I, I feel like oh, it's, shots have been fine. I know. I feel like it's coming. I feel like it's coming. So I um, part six ending. We are in NASA, Cape Canaveral, the JFK Florida Airport. I think it's Cape Canaveral. No, JFK. Yeah, no, it's Cape Canaveral. I was thinking Cape JFK Canaveral. something. JFK is in New York JF- City. <laughs> JFK is as canon to the JoJo universe. <laughs> um. Gravity has been going sideways, literally. Jotaro has shown up with Star Platinum to save the day after um, Jolene has unlocked the power of infinity. The first one to do so? Yeah, prior to, to Johnny. Johnny's a copycat. No dignity. Um, <laughs> and yet, somehow, Pucci has attained his maximum goal of Made in Heaven. Everybody's dying. Jolene gives Emporio a little push. Emporio uh, manages to escape Made in Heaven because uh, he did not die and therefore retained his... Well, also, let's not forget, he used heavy weather. We didn't have it yet, though, right? At that point? Well, he was in the middle of surviving, you know, the entire universe being reconstructed. 
<laughs> and then he used heavy weather. Right. So, yeah, he survives that, realizes he has Weather's uh, stand, kills Poochie before Poochie can finish resetting the universe because he needed to, to, to wind time up all the way to the exact same point. Emporio killed him before that happened. Emporio results in a snapback universe where uh, apparently none of the horrible things Dio did ever affected the Joestar family. Uh, Jolene is Irene, and she has a good relationship with her father, and he cries... And uh, everybody lives happily ever after. The end. Who would have, who would have known that familial issues le- lead someone to name their child Jolene? <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought that was the effect that like, that was the butterfly effect of Dio murdering uh, Jonathan all those years ago? Well, you know, maybe without the pressure of of you know this Joe Star family line. Um... You know, there's no need to keep up that stupid tradition, which I think we've talked kind of about before. Um, but spoken a little about it. It's it's a, so it's a good, <laughs> it's a good happy ending in a sort of sad ending, right? It's sort of like the the best of both worlds ending because uh, it's not overly sappy because there's still loss, right? Um, and in particular, there's mm-hmm. there's um, and I think we talked about this before when we talked about part six, but there's a there's a very like distinct theme of like the loss of memory, uh, in particular when we think about Foo Fighters, and how Foo Fighters says, as she's dying, and and Jolene says, "I'll just find more plankton to shove the stand disc in." She's like, "Yeah, you could, <laughs> but uh, it won't be the same me because I won't it won't retain the memories." So even though Jolene is alive and everyone's alive, they're not the same people. Those people that had those experiences are dead because they don't have those experiences in their memory. You know, whether or not that's a good thing is sort of up for debate. Um, so it's so it's a happy ending, but it's also a sad ending because the characters we knew are gone, but maybe they're they're in a better place because they are gone. Um, maybe it's, it's better for them to not have to endure that, that kind of um, reality. Yeah, so after our main cast gets killed off, I'd like to remind the audience this is a uh, pretty big spoiler warning for anybody who has uh, tread, uh, you know, these good seven minutes in uh, without realizing it. Uh, well, you'll, you'll have to go back and insert the, uh, the Jotaro time stop thing and, um, and, uh, <laughs> and then put the spoiler warning there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you think Poochie would have... You think Poochie could have just, like... Use Made in Heaven to go back in time or something like that. Then warn, <laughs> then warn Dio. Just like wait, just don't kill his dog yet. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you think? It's, right? it's like, the dog. It's the dog thing that causes. I mean, I guess it is, but oh, it is. It is the catalyst of the entire JoJo series. If you want to, you know, get more specific with it, the the catalyst of the entire series is like. Uh, <laughs> is souvenir is someone's souvenir from their trip to Mexico? But you know, that's true. It's incredibly true. Um, but yeah, no that 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 ending. I, I I gotta say, it caught me by surprise when I first read it, just because I was like, all right, how are they pulling out of this one? You know, how are we gonna get you know Jolene's like bittersweet ending where honestly probably dies, uh, and then honestly died. Uh, but then Jotaro died, and then Jolene died, and then I said, "Oh, this uh, this isn't that ending." <laughs> it was it, 
in a lot of ways, I, I think maybe it's just because I'm not as big of a, you know, a manga reader as some other people. It just strikes me as like so incredibly unique to just be like, yeah, no, I'm done with this universe. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to destroy it within story. Uh, and then the next one, we're not even going to save it's Jojo yet. We're just going to go a few chapters in until I reveal, boom, it's Jojo. Yeah, uh, it's it's um, oh, it's kind of comic booky, I guess, in a way. Now that I'm thinking about it, I can't believe I've never made this connection before. But um, like in the DC universe, back in 2000, I want to say nine, eight, eleven, somewhere around there, um, they tried to condense everything in the DC universe. So they said, "All right, we're we're," they called it the New Fifty Two. Um, I remember that. named so because they were going to cut down their multiverse into only 52 distinct timelines whereas before they were like a billion and a half um, and in doing so uh, they reset a lot of their characters so Superman suddenly had a temper problem um, and that was probably the biggest criticism of the new 52 is they did not like new aggressive non-good person Superman. Uh, I actually, controversially, really like... I read the entire New 52 Batman line, uh, and I actually really like that one. I actually think that was well done, despite some criticisms by, by other people. And then, um, like in 2016, when sales of the New 52 were just not picking up, everyone hated New Superman, uh, <laughs> they said Control-Z... And they said, just kidding, guys, we're bringing it all back. <laughs> uh, uh, and they used the Flash. Well, not all of it back, but they brought. They used the Flash to do some multiverse thing. They killed the new Superman because nobody liked him and brought back original Superman who retained his memories from the previous universe. Uh, I mean, it was just bonkers. Bonkers nonsense for a while. And this was a, a rare moment in history for me where I was kind of like into comic books. I had been watching the, uh, flash, the CW series. And, um, so I had been reading comics from the library and I was really fascinated by the idea that they could keep reusing the same characters for so long. Um, because how do you even begin to control a canon? Um, in that situation. And the answer is you don't, you just overwrite it over and over and over again. Uh, so this is, this is very, while this is shocking for manga, it's not shocking for like an American comic book nerd who is quite used to just having their universes reset all the time. Um, and I, mm -hmm. I think Marvel doesn't do it as Marvel doesn't do full blanket resets as much, but they will do, in the past five or so years, very unpopular mega events. Um, <laughs> and I, rem I, I remember keeping track of the fandom at the time, um, and I used to listen to like a couple of comic book podcasts and read some articles, and basically like there was a massive confusion because everybody loved the MCU but hated what they were doing in the comic books. Um, and it was, you know, things like... Peter Parker has 57 clones. And um, for a while, Doc Ock was living in Peter Parker's body. And um, the Thor was... Or Spider-Man hijinks. 
yeah, Thor was a girl, and nobody liked that for some reason, and it was just like all, they just did a whole bunch of stuff, and then they did like event after event after event, trying to like correct it, um, and it just like, it just could not, they just could not find their footing. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to think of the only other like Japanese property I can think of that sort of did a couple of hard resets is, um, like Dragon Ball. When Dragon Ball came back for Dragon Ball Super, uh, it canceled out Dragon Ball GT. Now, <laughs> like that was any surprise. Right. But also, like, it doesn't really count because Dragon Ball GT was not done by Akira Toriyama. So, you know, if you're if you're sitting around arguing about the canonicity of stuff, it's not it wasn't done by the original creator. Therefore, it's sort of a spinoff. And therefore, you can like very safely ignore it. Um, whereas this is the original creator actively choosing to like push the nuke button on it. And also sort of different from the comic book thing. I mean, those comic books are not run by individual creators. They are, you know, run by a corporation. Uh, they're, you know, there's usually a head editor, a head guy, but um, it's not a universal decision to like, there's not one person in charge of Batman, for example. Um <laughs> But in this case, you know, JoJo is controlled by one person. So um, I think there's interesting things about that and also um, things that are also not as interesting, I guess, to me. It's like it's um, it's the only single creator owned thing that I can think of that has actively, you know, mucked around with his universe. There are, of course, so other properties like Gundam, which was like 800 variations, but that's a... You know, that's a corporate-owned IP, not a creator-owned IP. <sighs> a lot of universe talk. You know, my only issue is that you bring up the, you know, the DC uh, universe, when obviously JoJo is well within the MCU, considering Spider-Man makes an appearance. Well, you know, Spider-Man made an appearance in the DC universe, actually, in the rare crossover event, uh, Spider-Man versus Batman. So what you're saying is that we can connect Batman to JoJo through Spider-Man. Well, I and mean, we, in, in the Marvel Infinite Universe, I'm sure there's a version where JoJo exists, right? So <laughs> it's probably like Earth can 21. We connect, <laughs> yeah. Could we connect uh, Batman or Jotaro to that one uh, JoJo like knockoff comic, Diesel? Is there any way we can do that? Uh <laughs> I mean, if you if you're playing with multiverses, you can always do that. You can, there's a there is a multiverse in which Batman, Jotaro, and the Teasel guy all exist and have fought each other. I mean, it's not it's literally the like the definition of quantum quantum <laughs> multiverse. But um, you know, I think what's interesting is that uh, the end of part six does open up the fact that there is a multiverse within the JoJo universe, um, and you could argue no, there's not, but Part seven pretty much declared, yes, there is. Uh, <laughs> because Funny Valentine literally controls the multiverse and literally pulls a version of Dio out, uh, spoiler alert, uh, that can control the world, but it also looks like Diego. Um, so, you know, we've got the conclusion of one multiverse, or I don't know, that's interesting. It, this is a sort of an interesting, you know, thing is did. Did Emporio just actually just get snapped into a different multiverse? You know, um, one yeah. one line just kind of collapsed, and then Emporio just snaps himself into the next one over, and that's the one that's that's there. 
I I always kind of took it like Emporio is definitely displaced, right? Um, like I I take it that there's a universe where Jolene and the crew beat Poochie, um, like you know like actually like beat him whilst preserving that like same uh, universe or at least the same like structure and timeline of everything that's happened up until that point. Um, with, you know, them beating Poochie being the, the one difference that differentiates it. And Emporio just got real unlucky and got snapped into one where they weren't even, like, the same people. Yeah. But I think there's also, like, an implication that with the removal of Poochie, it's like the removal of all all of the, the chaos that, you know, Dio wrought upon the Joestar family. And therefore, the removal of all that, that pain. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like... It, are they better off or worse off for that? Um, <laughs> I mean, Joseph is spared <laughs> quite a bit of pain. Honestly, he's spared a lot. He's spared. Yeah, no, he he'd have both of his parents. He'd have an arm. Uh, he wouldn't have had to go through the loss of his uh, friend Caesar. Uh, uh, shout out to Shiza. Um, What's uh, probably he probably still would have cheated on his wife. Actually, no, it's confirmed. Uh, he still does cheat on his wife. But I think, well, I don't know. Now that's an interesting question. Does do the Pillarmen still wake up without Dio? I mean, technically, yes, right? Yeah. No, they'd still have to wake up without Dio. So part two still happens. <laughs> <laughs> but is it like Joseph taking care of that? Because. Okay, I I'm I'm sorry. I I've, I've completely moved into like the part 8 universe. Right? Which is directly connected to part 7, um which I assumed was like the ending part 6 universe, but just in the past. So sorry for making like a string through connection with all these. Um I I I just think about it because the Joestar family was kind of moved to Japan uh at the end of part 7, you know? Right. Um now, part eight does make it clear that there was a Joseph Joestar uh, that existed, um, but we just don't really, um, maybe it's just me misremembering or just not remembering very well, but it, it's very difficult to, like, place down, like, his direct lineage <laughs> or even direct descendants. Well, because doesn't, yeah. well, in part eight, Holly still exists, but then she marries uh, Kira dad, right? Yeah. And that's how Yoshikaga Kira Part 8 is born. Um, but, you know, backtracking to, to you know, JoJo Universe Prime, I guess he, I guess the question is, so Lisa Lisa it is the Hamon Master, um, takes it over that mantle after Straitso dies. Because she was raised by Straitso, but she wouldn't be raised by Straitso because she wouldn't have lost her parents in the boat accident. Yeah. So whether or not Joseph's mother is still Elizabeth Joestar is is a completely different question because um <laughs> they wouldn't have grown up next to each other. Uh if if we're going with part 8 they still meet somehow. But part 8 isn't part of that the reset universe. That's that was like confirmed. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it isn't. I gotta, I gotta jump off this whole part eight stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so Elizabeth might not have met George the second. Joseph just may not exist. But obviously, 
there needs to be a grandpa for uh, for Irene's dad. Well, I'm sure there's a Joseph Joestar. It just may not be the same woman. And even if it is, she's not going to be a Hamon master, right? Because she doesn't grow up with straight so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, part two happens, but they're not involved. <laughs> Whoever the other Hamon masters at the time are the ones who are involved. So presumably, maybe C Caesar is the one who actually, like, solves that problem. It's the Zeppelis. Takes down the Pillar Men. Yeah, it's Zep Zep's bizarre adventure. Zep Zep's. Do you think Loggins and Mishima like also help defeat the Pillar Men? Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, maybe even Straitso, because Straitso got enamored with Dio's beauty and youth, right? Yeah, that's what tempted him on the other side. So without that experience, you would have had Straitso. Maybe even Dyer was still kicking around by then. <laughs> Thundercross Lin attack is what thunder... defeats uh is what defeats like uh Wamu. <laughs> yeah. No, that's you know that's really that's true. Because if Dio isn't there to counter uh the perfect attack, right? Um then Dyer is still around. Or we can presume he's still around because it's the perfect attack. We still don't know how Dio would have uh, beat the Thundercross split attack. Alright, that that was a stroke of pure luck mm -hmm. that he even uh that he even conceived of what type of attack Dyer was going to use. So, theoretically, uh, out of this universe, we now have Caesar's uh, bizarre adventure. Uh, we have the Dyer OVAs. Um, right. <laughs> and we um, and and we have a pacifist Joseph. Yeah, well, and just sort of like ignorant pacifist Joseph, right? Because it's just like it's not even, you know, he doesn't even know any of this is going on. <laughs> yeah it would just be but my thing okay so in this universe is dio still like alive or was he just like a dude in like the 1800s now or was he still evil uh did the evil just go nowhere what did he even exist i feel like he doesn't exist i feel like that's sort of the implication is that like with the erasure of all of that stuff like i mean there's probably no poochie either it, it kind of felt like Dio was still alive because Poochie was willing him to be alive, right? He still had the bone. He was, like, resurrecting his spirit. And then by destroying that, he destroys Dio all the way back to the ripple of time. <laughs> ripple. Um, and um, <laughs> that... See, now, now, yeah, see, now we have more questions, though. Because there are so many events that are completely independent. There are actually more events independent of Dio than, I, than I'm realizing. Um... Because part two happens with the the Hamon the Hamon tribe probably defeating, assuming they defeat the Pillar Men. I mean, I'm I guess there's a version of this where the Pillar Men win. <laughs> um, <laughs> but humanity is uh, destroyed. Yeah, but assuming that 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 doesn't happen, um, the Stand Arrow still exists, and Diavolo still finds them, <laughs> right? So, in the end, uh, the king still stays on top. Well, does he? I don't know. Because, like, well... I was gonna ask you. <laughs> like, walk, like, walk through walk uh, through part five without Jorno, right? So, you still have... Yeah. The rest of... You've got the Bucci gang, right? Everybody except Jorno. Yeah. They still get their stands. They're still in Italy. They're still part of the Passione. Bucciarati still mm -hmm. will take his shot to get rid of the boss when he can, because... 
ultimately like yeah trying to get rid of trish is despicable is is fugo still a scaredy boy in this one well butcherati doesn't survive because the first fight because it's Jorno that keep brings him to life right yeah um but at the same time no no dio no part three no polar f no polar f finding the requiem arrow so then you get um stardust wind probably where like avdal polnareff and kakioin go off to fight diavolo (laughs) (laughs) they go to their 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 um uh, their five-day trek in italy to find uh to find diavolo right because they're the only stand users who had their stands independent of everything else that happened yeah oh my god wait does does kakioin still get donated I don't know. I feel like... So the first question you have to ask is, can those three... You know, you you have three Crusaders, but you're missing your heavy hitter with Jotaro. Um, yeah. Can you... Can they and beat... The, Les- even headier, <laughs> the, the even heavier hitter of Joseph. <laughs> can they beat La Squadra? That's... Uh, I don't think Kakuin would uh survive i don't that's a beating the squadron the tall the tall I, I order i think he'd probably be the first one to go well yeah. I, I don't know i mean what's the order of the squadra in that fight um who are the first i always uh is it oh uh the first uh i'm i'm pulling them up right now <laughs> uh, okay so we have um the first well technically the first ones that they fight the first people in the squadra to get hit are technically sorbet and gelato uh but that's off screen as we all know uh it's either Illusio or formaggio i believe it's formaggio right 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 right. yeah and little feet they can take him out i think i think i think avdol can like single-handedly take him out but i but yeah if, but but kakuin's too tactical to fall for little feet he'll figure it out and even if if kakuin's small um hierophant green stretches out enough to become the sensor right yeah and then at that point it's just like one stab of silver chariot dunzo um then after that is man in the mirror right yeah illusio um obviously um, Kakuin would have to um, uh, go back on his word in saying that there are no worlds inside of uh, reflections. <laughs> yeah, there is no mirror world. Yes, there is. Um, <laughs> he could probably. I, I see. I feel like they could take him down too, in some way. And then after, but see, the next group I think is where it starts getting hard. Uh, prosciutto and Pesci. Yeah, I think that one gets more difficult, especially yeah, since. So instead of getting. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, because, I mean, if the heat makes it worse, Avdal can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we already saw Polnareff get aged down. Now he's going to get aged up. Uh, and Sun tells me he's not going to have the same vigor as an old man. You get me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that's... <laughs> and then... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, and... Uh... I was going to say Kakyoin could finally drink, but he's already, like, 20-something by the time this happens. So, I don't know. He'll probably, like, apply for a mortgage or something. <laughs> that one's a harder battle. I think they can... I still think they could pull it off. I, I, You know, 
Pesci's ability is not as useful in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I, I feel like Hierophant Green is such a hard counter to a lot of these things. I mean, we always make fun of him because he was so weak in the in part three, but in part five, he's actually pretty dangerous. Having range makes a big deal with these guys. Yeah, he's like Mista, and <laughs> and just a bit more useful. Yeah, Mista, but with unlimited ammo. <laughs> <laughs> And he doesn't have to feed it. Yeah. So then... Oh past... my god, wait. In this universe, Narancia still thinks that Mista's straight. Uh, but... <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's my one joke of the night, folks. Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> go on. Um, Jeez. So then I think at, at this point, they're probably... Gee... Does the rest of the Bucci gang join up with them at some juncture because they want revenge for Bucciarati? I don't know if I don't know if uh, Mista would have survived this long. <laughs> for being completely honest. Well, I mean, without Cause... without Bucciarati, they would have all just kind of shrugged and went back to being part of Passione and following orders. Because like, who stands up to the yeah, boss? Um, um, they would have all gone pulled true. a Fugo. <laughs> So, are we? So, are is the would the Stardust, uh, would the Golden Stardust gang fight them, or would they go to Malone? I mean, Malone is not. I don't know. That one might actually be harder. I think it'd be. I think it'd be pretty difficult. And not not only that, you know, um, uh, Polnareff being the ladies' man he is, he would uh, he'd get a little heated during that battle. Yeah. That one, I think, is the first one that actually could could be a legitimate threat to taking all three of them out. Because after that, it, it's not really that bad. You've got... Um, Giaccio. Yeah. Which uh, Avdol is just turning into soup. Yeah, hard counter. So that's not an issue. Uh, and it's just <laughs> uh, Risotto after that, right? Yeah, it's Risotto uh, in this universe because the boss doesn't have to, like, track down... Um, you know, like Giorno or anybody like that, we can assume that Risotto and the boss's encounter never happens, right? Right, right. And it never needs to happen. So, um, I mean, one option is Risotto hates hates the boss and tried, so he, he might try to join up. But other than that, I mean, between the uh, life detection candles that uh, Avdal has and just Hierophant Green stretching out, I, I really don't, the invisibility doesn't work. Huh. So, Risotto's like a, he's not like a hard out, though. He's still, like, got a really, like, versatile and powerful stand on him. Yeah, but he would have right? to go more lethal. <laughs> he's like, huh. Faster. He's like, he's like, I see you like swords, Polnareff. How about this? And then he like, and he makes him like spit up like those toothpick swords, you know? That uh, gross, <laughs> right? <laughs> he makes him spit up like the toothpick swords, and yeah, yeah. And then he makes Kakuin spit up a necklace for all the emeralds. Yeah, I mean, I think they could they could probably beat Risotto. I think Malone is the most dangerous, uh, op like option. And then can they beat the boss? I don't know about that. <laughs> like I said, I think uh, Kakyoin's gonna get <laughs> Kakyoin is most definitely um, gonna get like 
you know, oh, gonaded. Because he has to uh, figure out the time but... thing again. Yeah, <laughs> King of exactly. Crimson's ability is it's... to skip time. <laughs> well, he can't. But no, he, we have to find a way to do it where he doesn't say it because he didn't get to say it last time, right? So, like, what is he going to do? He's going to, like, get his watch, and he's going to, like, turn it, like, real fast forward and make sure that, like, Avdol can see it or something. He's just going to draw in the blood that little curly Q icon, like, for a podcast or YouTube videos. It's, like, skip 10 seconds. <laughs> it's got the, the 15 inside of it. Yeah, and it'll just be like, oh, I get it. Skip time. No, they'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like, what does that mean? YouTube doesn't exist yet. <laughs> yeah so i think um maybe they probably don't make it unless either the bucci gang or part of the squadra joins up with um um king crimson is just very dangerous on its own the boss is dangerous on his own as well so um yeah tra- tragic endings all around uh because you know <laughs> wow uh came for the part six stayed for the alternate part five uh, cross part three fan fiction yeah yeah because uh morio morio is a very boring place nothing happens <laughs> nothing happens nothing happens there uh, at all we can assume that <laughs> can we assume that kira still becomes like a serial killer but he just doesn't have a stand i think he gets arrested way earlier though oh yeah <laughs> he, he would most definitely get arrested way sooner um well, he'd get arrested instead of, you know, having his <laughs> his like, head crushed by uh, an ambulance. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, uh, maybe Jotaro. I-, I think everybody's lives well, are... Maybe Jotaro isn't a delinquent. Yeah, I mean, I guess everybody's lives are better except for the people of Italy. I mean, they're, they're, the people of Italy are still addicted to drugs. But the rest of... The rest of the <laughs> world's a, not so bad. You have to bad. weigh the cost and the benefit. Well, and then now, now it did. Did Caesar go on that adventure? <laughs> no, I forgot. He's still alive. <laughs> With, yeah, I would Caesar have a stand? Did Caesar have hermit purple? Caesar would have a form of hermit purple. Hamon users have a form of it, right? So, but what what would he call it? Ooh, um, uh, linguini. Uh, uh, stereotypical and cringe uh, soft and wet just taking that one right out of that uh, (laughs) alright they're both bubble boys that's the important part they're both bubble boys that's true (laughs) oh man wow that that alternate part 5 that was that was something and to think Avdol fighting all those battles didn't you want to do something with Avdol yeah, speaking of Avdol, uh, we're doing a new mini-segment of the show. It's called da-da, Firefight, um, in which we face off Muhammad Avdol against other well-known fictional fire users. <laughs> and uh, we, we figure <laughs> out who would win in these fights. So I, I have a list of 17 fictional characters. Um, so here's how it's going to work. Uh, we, will, we will break down Avdol real quick. Uh, Alex will pick a number between 1 and 17, and I will explain the other fire user, and we will figure out who would win that fight. A uh, couple of disclaimers. Firstly, I I looked through about three different lists of fictional characters who control fire. <laughs> uh, I looked at the one at TV Tropes, 
the one at Wikipedia, and then there was one like anime list of like top twenty five fire users or whatever. Um, I only picked characters that I knew because, yeah, because yeah, that makes sense. I can't talk about characters I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I tried to pick characters that um, fire was like mostly their thing. So there's like a lot of characters out there that can control fire as part of a bunch of powers they have, but I really wanted to focus on people that mostly just use fire. Um, so that's what we got going. So firstly, before we get to the, the battle portion of this uh, contest, let's break down Avdol. Um, obviously, he you, he is, has fire chicken. <laughs> um, fire chicken is uh, very strong. The flames are not necessarily visible while they're under his direct control. Um, and that is evidenced during the first fight with Jotaro uh, when he's doing red bind. The guards cannot see the fire. They can feel the heat. Um, although this is not confirmed, I think that, and I think I've talked about this before, my theory is that once the fire is no longer under direct control of Avdol, I think it becomes just regular fire that is visible. Um, mm -hmm. Avdol, being the longest using stand user, has a number of abilities other than just burning things. He's got red bind. He's got the uh, crossfire attack he's got um that chandelier of flames that detects life so he's got a couple of, of yeah of... uh let's not forget good oh i was just gonna say let's not forget uh another important stat his favorite movie is midnight run <laughs> um i also i think he likes to toy with his enemies and i think that's kind of an important fact um he doesn't go in straight for the instant kill. I think he feels like he's a very competent stand user. Probably went through most of his life uh, being the only one that he knew with a stand and kind of like dominated every conflict he was in. Uh, and so he likes to toy with the enemy a little bit. We see that with his fight with Polnareff. We see that with Jotaro. Um, you know, all sorts of things. So, oh, and um, the last thing that I think is important to note is that he is not immune to fire necessarily. Um, or at least he's definitely not immune to heat, which we saw during the sun episode. <laughs> yeah, no, he, this man can still suffer from like heat stroke and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not, uh, he's not fireproof, but, uh, he has a lot of control. So that's Avdol. So Alex, I need you to pick a number between one and 17 to figure out who our a contestant is. Hmm. Considering we were talking about Mr. Earlier, I'm going to go with the luckiest unlucky number there is. Let's go four. All right, so today's battle is Muhammad Avdal versus Charizard. Charizard? Charizard. <laughs> so Charizard, uh, Generation 1, Fire-type Pokemon, um, one of the starters. How, how, how tall is Charizard? Uh, pretty tall. I mean, this is, let's, let's look at the stats here. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say because I know Charizard is like deceptively short. Like five foot something, and Avdol is 183 centimeters. As soon as I learn how to count in European, we can see if he's taller. I don't see how that's gonna matter. Charizard canonically is five foot seven. <laughs> uh, Avdol is uh, six feet tall, so obviously he can body Charizard. No fire needed. Well, I don't. Uh, that's such a weird thing because I feel like there are other versions of Charizard 
that aren't like you know the Gigantamax or whatever that are are bigger somehow, like in different forms of media. <laughs> I mean, I'm I think yeah. I in fact I know in Pokemon Sun and Moon the series somebody rode him. <laughs> so unless that kid is real short, <laughs> like. I mean, like at like if we're going like Ash, like he's like like barely taller than Charizard. Um, if I'm right, there's like I I I believe there's an image where he's like standing next to Charizard, and he like he's either like just as tall or like slightly above him. Right. Okay. Well, let's talk about Charizard's yes. move list. Uh, so I'm gonna look at Generation One. Because that's the one I clicked on. Um, he's got Bide, Body Slam, Counter, Cut, Dig, Double Edge, Double Team, Dragon Rage, Earthquake, Ember, Fire Blast, Fire Spin, Fisher, Flamethrower, Fly, Growl, Hyper Beam, Leer, Mega Kick, Mega Punch, Mimic Rage, Reflect, Rest, Scratch, Seismic Toss, Skull Bash, Slash, Strength, Submission, Substitute, Swift, Swords Dance, Takedown, and Toxic. And these are just ones that are compatible. Obviously, a Pokemon can only have four moves at any given time. Uh, he is a fire and flying type Pokemon, which makes him uh, resistant to fire, uh, immune to ground. <laughs> um, okay, so let's break it down. Who wins this fight? Well, uh, I was wrong about Ash's uh, standing with Charizard. Uh, Charizard can most definitely body Ash, uh, but at the same time, I still think Avdol can most definitely body Charizard. So we know that through this connection that Avdol can body a child. <laughs> Via transitive property. <laughs> Via transitive property. Yes. Um, okay, well, Charizard is... Im it, he's not completely immune to fire. It's just weak on him. I'm going with, like, the in-game stats. Yeah. Right? So it ha it's, ver it's, it's not very effective. Um, so technically, if... Like, Avdol's got high defense. He can kind of, like, bite his time and just keep hitting him with the fire. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, Charizard cannot see the stand. Um, so that will be confusing for him. On the other hand, it, Charizard is also used to um, strange attacks. So, like, Red Bind is basically fire spin, right? So that's not going to phase him. Uh, the life detection move that Avdol has, not useful. Charizard is a big dragon. Does, does not need it. Um, <laughs> crossfire. I mean, that's probably the strongest attack. Going back and forth between um, Charizard and just like using Flamethrower or something like that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've like we said, um, Avdol is not immune to fire, but he was also able to create fire strong enough to instantaneously cut through uh, railroad beams. So, hmm. Hmm. What is Magician's Red effective range? Magician's Red's effective range? Yeah. Uh, let's see, because it's a relatively close range stand. Um, yeah, it's kind of like medium range, right? It's like... Yeah. Um, it says it has a lack... It has a, notice, it has a notable lack of physical range. Um, but... It, it he can extend great dif great distances. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess the one the uh okay, I guess we kinda have to look at it with is it Charizard with a trainer or Charizard without a trainer? Um 
Without, I think Avdal probably wins. I think he can outsmart it. Um, he is used to dealing with animals. He does have all those chickens on an island. Um, Charizard is going to be yes. confused by the invisible opponent. Even if he could probably sense or figure out that there was a stand, I don't know that the fight, like if Charizard attacks the stand, it's not going to do anything. Um, so I think without a trainer, it's it's definitely Avdol. With a trainer, uh, hmm. No, I think that's still a loss too because Avdol's just going to kill that trainer. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you're saying Avdol would have such little dignity to immolate who is most probably a child. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did nearly immolate Jotaro, that's true. And Jotaro was a child. Uh, <laughs> no matter how bulky that man was, he was 17. I mean, think about the other things he did without dignity. Uh, pretended to be his own dad. Um, <laughs> peed in a man's breathing hole. Light of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, faked his death. Yeah, um, did a, a PDA with Joseph in public. That's very true. It's very, he didn't need to move around like that, but <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yes, he knew what he was doing. So there's a so you know, um, Avdal is not above showing a lack of dignity at any given moment. So I think he could and would just burn the kid if he had to. I mean, he's not going to do it for no reason. But yeah. if they're fighting. It's game on. That's true. Uh, no, he'd throw a he'd throw a knife to the kid and he'd say, "Kill yourself." The then he'd walk away. <laughs> <sighs> Avdol just harming children left and right. This man has a record. <laughs> so Avdol oh, has won the first round of that... firefight. Uh, congratulations, Avdol. We'll see what happens next time um, when we pick a different fictional fire user and see if you can hang in there. I'm going to move Charizard right now to the uh, wind column. <laughs> my, uh, my my money is on War and Peace from uh, Sky High, the film. <laughs> um, if you guys have a fictional character you would like to see Abdul fight or just have a different opinion about whether Charizard would have won or not, let us know via the usual ways. Yeah. Man, you know, the the fact that we went from, from part six to part five to part three to Avdol fighting a Pokemon, it's got me in the mood for memeing. Meme of the week, man. Perhaps even a, a meme of the week. All right. <laughs> Mine's simple but effective. Um, it's from Reddit user Pickled Chin. And it is the diamond emoji with a crack in it. And it just says, what? How? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've seen those memes where it's like, it's, it's like a picture of like a KFC, like 20 piece bucket. And it's like one fan, one piece fans be like, no, that's too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this one. It was just like, what? How? Yeah. <laughs> uh. uh. Diamond truly is breakable. Uh, mine is from uh, Instagram user we.bish. Um, so you know weebish. Um, and it's uh, it's it's the David and it's the David Productions logo uh, stamped onto this like poorly rendered like CG boxer and it says okay I'm gonna animate steel ball run and then <laughs> and then immediately it's that boxer sitting down like you know drinking its water and it's like damn SBR got horses. 
going to take, this is why I'm going to like, <laughs> this is why I'm going to be out of college. I'm going to like, I'm already going to be like in more debt than I already am by the time SBR comes out. It's going to be the saving grace of my life. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it could, uh, could be worse. We could all be dead from uh, virus. From Universal Reset? Anyway, uh, thank thanks for listening, everybody. Um, be sure to tell us what you think uh, and who you would have thought would win in a fight between uh, Kakyoin and King Crimson, a.k.a. King Crimson's going to win, uh, and Avdol and Charizard. Yes, we're bringing Pokemon into this. Yes, we have no dignity. Um, <laughs> you can email us at nodignitypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can con- you can uh, find us on Instagram at no underscore dignity underscore podcast and uh, on Twitter at no dignity pod. Uh, I've been Alejandro. Uh, you can find me online um, at uh, a squid TV on Twitter, um, a squid V on Instagram. Think about rebranding. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, you can find the rest of my stuff. I'm on Twitter at Ing Daydreams, or you can hit up my website, silzeromedia.com. That's S I L Z E R O. Got my books there, my other podcasts. I started streaming a little bit here and there. So um, let's see, I've done some Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, I also did a stream where I edited my other podcast. So if you're like, I want to make a podcast, you want to learn how, you can watch me in action doing that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for now. I listen to his podcast. No, I listen to his streams. Uh, I'm on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to his streams uh, when I'm doing my um, uh, homework that's due in like three hours. So, you know, really useful for that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So do your homework to my streaming. Um, what's, the, what's the out today? What do you mean, what's the out? You don't know the outro today? No, Dignity. To be continued. Brum bum 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 bum